This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show. Also get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming, Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way. For you to shop online for your next vehicle, let them wow you at Beaver Toyota and Coming. 10 o'clock hour on the fan, brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber Blue Trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. More at DupreePlumbing.com. Road Dog's ready to go today. Made it through that traffic coming down 400 southbound. There was an electric vehicle on fire along exit 9 where they are building a new bridge, a new exit or something. It was chaos. Then you get to 285 westbound, more traffic. DT made it here on time, too, coming from a different direction. Lost his notes on his computer today, though, as he shakes his head in disgust. Other than that, things are going well. We are locked and loaded today. We better get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, there's a huge homecoming tonight at Truist Park. Dansby Swanson returns for the first time to face his former team and play in front of Braves fans. In his first at bat, I'm hoping... Dansby will receive a standing ovation for the job he did in helping lead the Braves to a World Series championship. That's what he deserves. Dansby says he is forever grateful to the city of Atlanta, his hometown, the Braves organization, and Braves fans for the six glorious years he spent playing for the Bravos. Obviously, the end of his run in Atlanta was not comfortable. We all felt it. Word on the street says the Braves refused to come off their reportedly six-year, $100 million offer. So Dansby did what most all of us would have done, accepted the Cubs' seven-year, $177 million deal. Now he makes $25 million annually instead of sixteen, And that's too big of a gap to take the hometown discount. And look, Swanson was not taking a shot at Atlanta fans when he told the media that pro sports in Chicago is a huge deal and here in Atlanta is kind of a deal. It's the honest truth. So the hope here is that when the kid from Marietta steps to the plate for the first time tonight, he feels the Atlanta love and receives a standing ovation. Because that's what he deserves. 
And there's your big take. Brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. So, uh, Road Dog, if you were at the Braves game, would you stand up and cheer Dansby Swanson tonight? Of course I would. He brought you a World Series. I'd give him that first at-bat, and then after that, he is completely the enemy in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, and, and that's fair. DT, how about you? If you were at the Braves game, you going to stand up and, and cheer for him the first at-bat? Yeah, I'm definitely going to cheer for him. He may have lost the standing part of it with some uh, Why is that? With some comments and, and the fact that the just comments. the comments. Oh, just talking about how much he loved uh, Chicago and he never felt an environment like that and, and whatnot. Uh, no, still a big oh, Dansby. So that hurt your feelings? It did, actually. I, I'm still a big Dansby Swanson fan, so I'll give him the cheer. But, yeah, Road Dog's right after that uh, first initial, hey, how you doing? Welcome back. Now let's, uh, let's beat him up. Yeah, I tell you, these uh, world championships are hard to come by here in Atlanta. You can count them on one hand. They're special. They're meaningful. And he played a large role in making that happen. I just wouldn't understand anybody sitting on their tail and not standing up and cheering him in his first at bat tonight. 7.20 start, first of three against the Cubbies. We play out the string here, six games left in the regular season. And then we head into the postseason. Magic number three as far as gaining the home field advantage throughout the postseason. And uh, the Braves have hit 299 home runs. They need eight to tie the Minnesota Twins Major League Baseball record, nine to break it. So uh, six games left to make that happen. All right, let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. We got a big football game here this weekend. We got Troy coming to take on Georgia State. And what a pleasure it is to have John Sumrall here, the head coach of Troy. Joining us on the show today, kickoff Saturday, 7 o'clock. Uh, Coach, we appreciate your time, man. I appreciate y'all having me. How y'all doing this morning? Man, we're doing really well. So tell us about, can we look back just for a second at last season? You guys won 11 in a row to end the season, uh, won the bowl game, a special first year as the head coach of the Trojans, right? Yeah, it was a great year. Uh, we, we, we knew coming in, we had a lot of experienced guys um, that had been through a lot of tough times. Um, you know, the program had won five games a year for three straight years, um, but that wasn't really indicative of the type of people we had in the building, I didn't think. And um, we had some really quality young men. Some of those guys are still on our team. Some of those guys were, were have moved on. We had a veteran group, though, and um, high-character and uh, really knew he had a chance to be good. Um, didn't know he'd win 12 games. I, I don't know that I would have projected that. Uh, but um, but it was a fun year. Uh, had a lot of friends in coaching uh, that, that really gave me a hard time. Said, you don't understand. You don't want to win too much too fast. <laughs> create those kind of expectations. And my response has always been, you, you better win when you can. So, yeah. um, but, but, no, it was, it was a special year for sure. Yeah, good first impression. Uh, so uh, Georgia State on Saturday night, when you watch them on video, what, what kind of team do you see? Well, they're extremely athletic. Um, you know, the, the quarterback, Darren Granger, he can beat you with his arm and his legs. He, he can throw the ball um, down the field with, with great arm strength, um, and he runs really well. Also, he's experienced. He's a senior, so he's played a lot of football. Um, running back is a really good player. 
Um, o line solid. The receiver core is, I think, elite for our league. I remember Robert Lewis, the young man from Newton. I remember him out of high school. Um, I was at Kentucky and watched him practice and thought very highly of him then. Uh, so they're skilled all over the place on offense. And then defensively, they're playing fast and physical and um, doing some good things. They got some some really good corners, good linebackers. Uh, they're, they're a good football team. And I'll say this too: like I, I got a lot of respect for Sean Elliott. He and I are. He's probably one of the guys in our league that I'm closest with in regards to when we go to conference meetings. Um, really like him a lot, just as a guy, and uh, and and they that team is taking on his personality right now. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they're playing with physicality and edge. Coach, uh, obviously they are loaded up with Metro Atlanta and State of Georgia high school players, and you know you are too. I, I think you got yeah. something somewhere around 23 to 25 players from the state of Georgia. Round 10 here from Metro Atlanta, just looking at your roster. What's your message to these high school players about what they can uh, accomplish coming over and playing for you over with the Trojans? Yeah, for us, it's about fit so often, to be honest with you. You know, um, we look for kids who are really uh, in love with football and and kids who um, really are passionate about their development in, in every area of their life, football, academically, socially, spiritually, the whole deal, um, you know, I think this is a college town that provides you with a college experience. Um, you know, we got a, a football stadium that seats 30,000 people. And we have over probably, we average about 25,000 people at our games and our town has less people than that in it. I mean, our town's got about 20,000 people in it. So it is, I think the, the, the pauses we have here is, Troy football matters every Saturday because the town shuts down and everything, everybody comes to the game. And so um, that part is special here, not knocking Atlanta. I love Atlanta, but like there's a, a thousand things to do. You know, and, and here <laughs> we've, we've got, we've got a captive audience. that's very passionate. If you come to school at Troy, um, you're probably at our game on Saturday. If we play a home game, that's just the way the, the culture of this university is and, uh, really, really, I think that's one thing we're able to sell. And then just the history of uh, the players that have played here and the, the program success goes way back to, you know, won an NAI national title in 1968, um, won two Division II national titles in 84 and 87. And then in the Sun Belt, uh, we just won um, our seventh conference title in the Sun Belt last year. And so just the history tradition, success, support of our program, I think is what makes it special that kids are attracted to. Coach, you got a winner at running back. Marietta High School, part of that state title team. Uh, they had, uh, not too long, the first title since 1967. Kamani was involved in. You guys are running the football. This guy's toting the mail for you. What kind of player is he? Well, he's an outstanding player. He's a better person. Um, uh, could not be more thrilled to have Kamani on our football team. You know, um, he, he's very talented. I mean, he's got physical gifts and attributes that, that make him elite as a player. But he's also such a tremendously hard worker. He's a, an outstanding human being. Um, he does everything with excellence that he does in his life. I don't care if it's school or working out or playing the game or whatever it is, but he gives his best. And he's got tremendous parents. Um, you know, his family's amazing. The, the apple there doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, he, he is an exceptional person, a great player. Um, 
man, if they were all Kamani Vidal, my job would be very easy. <laughs> and so, so he, it, it does not get much better now. If there's any um, Atlanta Metro um, young men like him that want to come to Troy, I'll take all of them <laughs> because, because he is fun to coach, fun to be around. Uh, he, he's representing where he's from well, but he's also represented his family well, and he represents this university so extremely well. John, not too long ago, you were a linebacker at Kentucky playing for the Wildcats and also on uh, Stoops' staff there for a, for a little bit before you got the Troy job. What, what can you tell us about Stoops and uh, how meaningful those days playing at Kentucky were? Well, playing in Kentucky was uh, an experience of a lifetime for me. I was an overachieving player. I somehow tricked him into giving me a scholarship uh, <laughs> out of high school, and then and then worked extremely hard to become a starter there, and, and had a had a nice um, experience there as a player. And I'm forever indebted to to what that place has provided me. Having the opportunity to return um, 2019 through 21 and work for Mark was such a pleasure. Uh, Mark's first class, um, he treats people so well. He's a brilliant football mind, in particular, just coverage and uh, coverage detail in the secondary. You know, I felt like I got – I went to Kentucky to get my master's or my Ph.D., my doctorate in coaching. I felt like I – you know, I, I felt confident about a lot of things I knew. Um, but really, the the thing that – was special for me. I GA'd at Kentucky for Rich Brooks when I got done playing, and he was a, he, Rich is a defensive minded head coach. You know, Rich was the defensive coordinator for the Falcons uh, on those uh, staffs for Dan Reeves years ago, and then so Rich was who I GA'd for, defensive minded head coach, and then I go back, uh, leave Ole Miss to go to Kentucky and work for Mark for three years, and that was the next time I worked for a defensive-minded head coach. The rest of the time, I worked for offensive-minded guys as head coaches, and so it really helped season me, prepare me, and I felt like polish me for my opportunity to be a head coach to see Mark do it, how he's done it as a defensive-minded guy. And I'll tell you the thing: he does elite that is so so special. I think. He has great, authentic, genuine relationships with his players. And I think he develops players at an extremely high level. And um, they, they've had a bunch of guys come in there as, as two stars um, and become first-rounders. You know, one of them I coached that was from Long County, Georgia, Jamin Davis. Jamin was a, was a very unheralded recruit and became the 19th pick in the NFL draft as a Georgia kid. So, Lots of lots of um, great experience from Mark, and still lean on him a lot. Uh, learned a ton from my time with him. Well, Coach, keep up the good work. We appreciate your time today, and uh, look forward to having you on again sometime soon. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, John Sumrall, head coach at Troy, as they get ready to take on Georgia State. On Saturday night, a 7 o'clock kickoff here in downtown Atlanta. Hey, did you get the green card? It is back, folks, and we've got a few left. You might want to grab them before they're all gone. Hooking you up with six rounds of golf with a cart for only $199. That's a $470 value. Cherokee Run, Collins Hill, Country Club of Gwinnett, Mystery Valley, Sequoia National, Wolf Creek. Man, I'm telling you, this is awesome. Get yours right now at 680thefan.com. Coming back on the other side, going to get you ready for the Bulldogs. 
They make the trip over to Auburn, got the latest there. Got the NFL top five, too. Jason Campbell will hang. Talk about those Auburn Tigers. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. the fans, 680 and 93.7. Hope your day's going well. And we're going to make it better. Somebody's going to be a winner right now. Got two tickets to go see Tim McGraw at State Farm Arena. 404-231-1680, the number. Tickets go on sale Friday. Country music superstar Tim McGraw coming to State Farm on June the 14th. Tickets are on sale starting Friday at LiveNation.com. That's LiveNation.com. And listen to our show, my show, all week long. We're going to hook somebody up every day this week to go see Tim McGraw. Two tickets right now, 404-231-1680 would be the number. All right, I wanted to talk some Georgia football before we got uh, Jason Campbell on because he's going to be talking Auburn football when he comes on. And I uh, just wanted to break down a little bit of the game coming up on Saturday uh, over on the Plains at Jordan-Hare Stadium. And uh, I tell you what, the boys down at the coffee shop, they are not concerned about the injuries, and, and Georgia's got many of those. They're concerned about Carson Beck performing at a high level on the road for the very first time as the starting quarterback. And I keep telling them, don't worry about Carson. Carson's going to be fine. And they say, well, how do you know? He's never started a road game. So, well, because I know Carson Beck. And Carson Beck is cool. He's calm. And he's collected. And he's shown you in these first four games of the season that he can make good, quick decisions, which is imperative to playing at a high level at the quarterback position. And he has watched uh, Stetson Bennett do his thing in a lot of these big games, waiting on the opportunity. I think, you know, he grew a little bit just... Yeah, when you're in tough situations and you've got to dig yourself out of them, you know this. You, you get a takeaway that, that's going to help you down the road. And I think being down 14-3 to at home against South Carolina tested Carson Beck, and that's going to help him in this environment he's going to face over at Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday. 
Now, I'm sure he's hoping the running back's going to be available. Certainly, Dajan Edwards, who's playing with that knee brace out there, and he's having to carry the load with her right now. Wonder about Kendall Milson, his status. He's got a knee that's stinged up. He's, he looks like he's made of glass. Uh, the freshman, Roderick Robinson, you got to see him early in the season in some of those exhibition games, and now he's slowed by an ankle injury. We got a receiver that played running back in high school, Dylan Bell, playing, getting some reps at running back. Got a, a preferred walk-on, Cash, from Texas, this, in there uh, running routes and catching the ball out of the backfield, running it a little bit. Running back position. Man, it looked strong before all these injuries started to take place. Looking at that Auburn defense, they, uh, they're giving up 16 points a game, which is a good number. Uh, allowing 134 rushing yards a game, that is not a good number, over four yards a carry. Uh, third down ratio is a good number, only allowing opposing offenses to convert 28% of the time. Now, look, uh, again, those numbers come against UMass. Cal, Samford, and then last weekend against Texas A&M when things didn't go very well. So looking forward to seeing the, seeing what's going on on this side of the ball. On the other side there, you got the Georgia defense. I'm hoping Javon Bullard, uh, Bullard's going to be back out there. He is a physical presence back there at the safety spot. If you're going to have face a quarterback that's going to be running around like uh, Auburn's going to throw out there a little bit. You want a safety that can come up and drill him. Need Bullard back out there. Michael Williams, reportedly, he was sick, I believe, last Saturday. Ill, something like that. Didn't play. Need him ready to roll as we get these SEC games underway. Come on, Michael. Can't be getting sick this time of the year. Dogs have won six in a row in this rivalry since Mark Rick. Uh, took the job. His first season at Georgia was 2001. Georgia's 17-6 and six against Auburn. And since 2011, uh, the year after Cam won that title over at Auburn, Georgia's 11-2 and two against these guys. So looking forward to seeing it. I'm sure you are too. Georgia and Auburn, the oldest rivalry in the deep south and i hope this is going to continue as uh, we're waiting on the uh, schedule with the new sec that's about to get cranked up with oklahoma and texas coming in what is the annual schedule going to look like road dog you got a little uh little petrified hearing me say that we might not be playing Auburn every year. Yeah, when I got to talk to you I, yesterday, I got to say, man, you got some inside information. This has got to be one of the ones that I feel like the SEC will keep. Even And all the mocks you've seen, uh, Georgia has always kept uh, Auburn in Florida. And then the third one has usually been Kentucky, but I've seen others as well. If you're going to keep three constants, uh, and I think the SEC would honor this one and keep it. I, I really hope they would. You think Auburn feels the same? I do. I think Auburn really? fans look forward to the Georgia game every year. Now, well, look, they're they going to say, look, we got a tough enough schedule. Well, they don't like it right now because they're on the bad end of it, but so is Florida when it comes yeah. to that one. And I mean, but these are rivalries. This is what makes college football great, in my opinion, these rivalries that you have uh, with other fan bases. And, and this one being so close, it's one that I really hope it, it stays. And I think Auburn fans would say that too.
Hey, let's get to the Northeast Georgia Injury Report. It's now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report, improving the health of the community in all we do. Georgia going to get Lad McConkey back. He's coming off a complete two-week shutdown. Where I guess they got to the point where it was a nagging back injury. He's not, he's not played one snap this season through four games. They said, man, this keeps cropping up. We're going to shut you down for two weeks, and then we're going to see what happens in practice. Uh, Monday, today, tomorrow. I wonder how it's going. Road Dog, you heard anything about Lad McConkey? I haven't heard anything, but don't you think, you know, Buck, isn't there at least some ramp-up time? If you're on a, been a, on a complete two weeks shutdown, yeah. are you ready to go full speed well, in week one of I your mean, return? Dude, the, the season's going to be over with before you know it. Do you need, okay, let me ask you this. Do you need Lad McConkey against Auburn, or would you rather maybe hold him for another week? Well, look, you're starting SEC football. You're playing on the road for the first time I uh you you darn right they need Lad McConkey making big plays out there I think yeah. you can get by this game without Lad yeah they and... probably could but uh again that the Georgia fans they want to see a blowout <laughs> well, yeah I want to blow out everybody and I definitely want to blow out Auburn in Auburn yeah. that would be great no uh, but but if it's going to cost you Lad McConkey down the stretch it's not worth it. All right. Yes, I agree with that. Let's hear from Kirby talking about the uh, problems they've had at wide receiver this year. I think the younger players have all made great progress. I think the inconsistency of the availability has been the bigger problem with the older players, whether it's Rosamy, whether it's Ladd, whether anybody's dinged up, or the use of Dylan at running back. Like last week was the first week that it was pretty consistent consistent without lad but it was consistent and then hope you have that consistency again uh this week but we've had some young guys grow up and and, and make some plays cj smith has stepped up and uh, improved and we got to keep getting guys to, to do that yeah i need all those guys if you're going to make a run at another title there's no doubt about it dt i'm ready to unveil my new nfl top five the best in college football and the nfl Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, receiving consideration this week, the how about them Cowboys? They fall out of the top five with that loss out in Phoenix. And how about Josh Dobbs here from uh, Alpharetta High School getting his first NFL win. Cowboys drop out. Checking in at five. I've got the Buffalo Bills. Dominated the Raiders and the Commanders after that embarrassing first week loss. And Josh Allen not turning the ball over in these last two games, which is huge for, uh, for the Bills. Four touchdown passes, one interception. Good job, Josh Allen. I got the Bills five. Moving up from five to number four this week. They hung 70 on the Broncos. Tua and the Dolphins, 3-0, checking in at number four. Moving up from four to three. Got the two stars back. They've won two in a row. Got a big timer now and uh, the newest fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. They moved from four to three this week. They got him a big fan now that is getting a lot of attention. Dating the tight end, reportedly. 
Is that the Tay-Tay effect, moving them up from four to three? Taylor Swift. She looked like she was into the game, man. I'm just saying. All right, number two, the Eagles. Looking good last night. They're 3-0. and Got the 49ers, number one. They stay at 2-1. and Eagles, two. 49ers, number one again this week. Took down the Giants, 30-12. to They scored 30 points in all three games. And their defense, they got it going on on both sides of the ball. That's why they're number one. 49ers at the top of the heap in the Belushio NFL Top 5. Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, man. Hey, 680 Harris Terror Tailgate Series uh, returns to Athens on Saturday, October the 7th. Uh, we're going to have another free tailgate. Join Atlanta Sports Station Saturday, October the 7th for Georgia takes on Kentucky for a huge free tailgate in Athens. Party's going to start at 3.30 in our prime tailgate location right next to the Classic Center on Thomas and East Clayton. Going to have complimentary libations from Corona, Jim Beam, the long drink, free food from Bojangles. It's going to be bow time. And that live music from all that, thanks to Harris, Cherokee Casino and Resort, Batteries Plus, the long drink, Jim Beam, Corona, Body Armor, Flash, IV and Dupree Plumbing. Get your free tickets now at 680thefan.com slash tailgate central. Dude, you got to be 21 or older to get in. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far side, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Time for the roundtable and want to welcome our good friends at Finley Roofing, Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. They're going to have you covered. Go to FinleyRoofing.com for more information and schedule your free Finley Roof analysis today. Appreciate them jumping on board. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on former Tiger quarterback and the new color analyst for the Auburn Tigers, Auburn Sports Network, friend of the show, Jason Campbell. JC, what's going on, man? You doing all right? Hey, Buck, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, we had a tough one, tough second half uh, the other night, the other day in Texas A&M. But uh, you know, it's a new week, new opportunities. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Always, uh, this is one of my favorite games, both as a fan and uh, as a player, as a quarterback at Georgia. Really, always look forward to the Auburn game. How about you? Was this one of the ones you circled on the calendar? Yeah, the Georgia-Auburn game is always a fun game because people got to remember, like, Auburn is only like an hour and 20 minutes from Atlanta. And, you know, we're so close to the Georgia line that a lot of our players and recruits, you know, come from Georgia. And, you know, so a lot of guys on our team circle this game immediately. Uh, we always used to know where it was. It was always played in November. And, you know, by the time you got to this game, both teams had gone through most of their season. You know exactly what you're going to get. It's always going to be a hard-nosed uh, fight to the end of the game. And, you know, this game ranks right up there with any of the game. It's the Deep South's oldest rivalry. You know, this game started well before the Iron Bowl and all the other games. And uh, so this has always been a great, great rivalry. 
in a really good way. Most of the guys that we play against each other in college, we end up being some form of friends afterwards. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to the seeing. It's kind of weird still to me that this is the first time this game is played in September. But it's still kind of weird to me getting used to playing Georgia this early in the season. Yeah, I felt the same way, man. I just knew going into the Auburn game, uh, which was at the end of the year, it was a, you know, if you're in the uh, running to win the SEC title for Georgia, the Bulldogs, you had to beat Auburn in that final game. And so we had to come off the Florida game, take on Auburn. It was, I just knew it was going to be fast and furious. It was one of those highly competitive games. Crowd was going to be involved, whether it was Athens or Auburn. So uh, I think it's one of the great rivalries and in college football. So tell us about the transition uh, going from Harson to, to Coach Freeze. How's that going? Yeah, it's always a work in progress. Uh, you know, the one thing about Coach Freeze is he knows how to galvanize a room. He knows how to uh, recruit. Uh, that's the one thing you have to do at this level. That's what makes Kirby so great, what makes Coach Saban so great is recruiting. And uh, I think the thing with Coach Freeze is he's been in, uh, been in the SEC before. And he understands you've got to have elite players to compete year in and year out to try to win this conference before you can even think about going to the playoffs. And, you know, he gets it. You know, he's involved a lot in our recruiting. He's uh, trying to turn his team, you know, around and get everything going in the right direction. He's assembled a really good staff. And, you know, people just have to understand, you know, it is a building process. It's a work in progress. But at the same time, you know, he got here late, late last year in December and, Try as quick as he can, get as many transfers in, and get as many, uh, you know, help their recruiting class as much as we could. But this is the first real test this year as far as getting his first full season to recruit and, and bringing his type of guys. But, you know, like I said, he's, he's really good at, at getting, getting to know players and being very personal with players and, you know, understanding their strengths and, and understanding how to talk to them. So, you know, in time, I think this thing is going to work out really great. All right, you've seen three quarterbacks in four games. Uh, tell us about each one of these guys. What do you see out of them? Yeah, not the trend that you want to be going in, uh, you know, trying to figure out who's your quarterback going to be heading to the, the fifth game of the season. Uh, but, you know, that's just where we are right now. Uh, you know, Peyton Thorne wasn't here for the spring. He wasn't here for the summer. He got here in the summer around June. So he kind of got off to a late start with this offense and, and trying to get on the same page with the receivers and build some chemistry and, and everything that you need to play the quarterback position at this level. But, you know, you, you need time. And, you know, I, I'm not sure how comfortable he is with the offense just yet. I'm not sure how comfortable he is just turning it loose because sometimes you can see him in the games and he looks a little hesitant, you know, on, on letting the ball go sometimes or, you know, just not on the same page with the receivers. And I think a lot of that can go back to not being here for the spring and not having a – a full summer and everything and, and trying to learn everything on the fly. When you look at Robbie, you know, Robbie's super athletic, uh, can, you know, cause defenses to, you know, scramble a little bit because, you know, his, his athleticism and, and extending plays you know, outside the pocket, you know, even in the, R game, in the run game and RPO game. But the thing with Robbie is you just got to continue to work on his passing. You know, if he could have just as good a passer as he can running, then, of course, you know, he could probably be the guy because he, he's too dynamic not to be, if he can, if he can help the team in that way, uh, Holden Garner, the, the redshirt freshman, uh, hasn't had a ton of experience. Has a really strong arm, uh, can throw the ball. He's big. He's tall in the pocket. He looks like an SEC quarterback. Uh, not as elusive, as elusive as, as Robbie and, and 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 maybe Peyton a little bit, but you know he can throw the ball. And but his thing is he hasn't had the experience. He hasn't had 
uh, a lot of opportunities just yet. So, you know, it's still a uh, figured out situation. Um, like I said, going to get one of the best defenses in the country this week. You know, we'll see what we can put together. What was that atmosphere at Kyle feel like? Hey, I tell you what, it's one of the best uh, college atmospheres, you know, there is in, in college sports. When you look at that stadium and, you know, the, all the things they've done and the renovations and, you know, it's really a college town that kind of reminds you of Athens and kind of reminds you of Auburn, you know, just a little bigger just from a people standpoint. But, you know, it's definitely a college town and, and everything. But uh, got some good brisket out there, I, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would uh, making a bowl game, would that be a great uh, first year for Coach Freeze? Yeah, I think just getting off to a winning season, Buck. I, I just think, you know, the last two years we've had losing seasons. You know, not typical Auburn. You know, Auburn's always found some way to be in the fight and be in the conversation at the end of the year to be competing for the West. Uh, last year, we can say that, right? You know, after this year, it's going to, you know, two more teams to add to the, to the SEC. But, you know, it's always been you're in the hunt and with a chance to, to finish it off in the end. But now we understand, like, hey, you know, the SEC is wide open this year. You know, it's just, uh, it is like there's, it's not like there's just dominant, dominant teams that you like just dominating right now. It's like everybody's still trying to figure out, you know, everyone's kind of replacing new guys and lost some key guys. And so, you know, this is a year of, you know, kind of a rebuild for the whole SEC. But I think for Auburn, if we can just get to a winning season this year and still stay in the hunt, you know, you, you got Georgia this week and you got to go to LSU and, you know, still got some tough games coming up, but you just never know what can happen. But you just got to have confidence and believe that you can go out there and win and look up at the end of the year and, and be like, wow, you know, we was able to do this within our first year. You know, you want building blocks. You want something to build off of for the future. And uh, I think this is a key season for that. Uh, I just think the record just needs to be a winning record. But, you know, my job, I mean, my goal is as a player is to try to win as many of them you can. You know, it reminds it feel like you can win no matter what game you walk into. All right, well, keep up the good work on the Atlanta, the Auburn Sports Network, man. And uh, I totally respect what you've done in the past and what you're doing right now. We appreciate you coming on, Jason. No, I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. J.C., he's getting it done. Auburn quarterback from 2001 to 2004. First-round pick of the, at the time, the Washington Redskins. And a really good guy. You'll see uh, Campbell at a lot of our 680 The Fan golf events that we have. He sticks out, Buck. That is a, that's a big man. Tell you what I, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I'll tell you what I really respect about him, other than he's just a great guy is that he went through about 20 offensive coordinators. I mean, he was learning a new system. If you want to learn how to uh, know how to learn a new system, you might want to contact Jason Campbell. He can get you coached up on that. All right, coming back on the other side, one of the biggest sporting events in the world is underway on Friday. I'm going to touch on it. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. 
Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. Show here on the fan 680 and 93.7. Have you heard about Chuck and Chernoff? Man, these guys are real characters. Have you heard the latest? They're going to be hanging out every Thursday during the football season at a Buffalo Wild Wings sports bar. Man, partying down and throwing down. And coming up this Thursday, they're going to broadcast live beginning at 2 p.m. from the Buffalo Wild Wings at 6790 Douglas Boulevard in Douglasville. Look out, Douglasville. Here comes Chuck and Chernoff for the Atlanta football feast. Fan promo team's going to be hanging out till 8 p.m., man. They, they're going to be throwing down, too. Take you right up to kickoff with great prize giveaways, courtesy of More Than Sports. Let's find out what's popping. Oh, yeah, what's popping, baby? I am stoked, and I'm ready for Friday. So we've got the 44th Ryder Cup underway from Rome. Not Georgia, Rome, Italy. It's been 30 long years, three decades, since the Americans have won on European USA! soil. USA! USA! And I've got big news for you today. Don't say it, Buck. I've got big news. <laughs> Number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, has a new putting coach. Ooh. I need one of those. Phil, uh, Phil Kenyon is his name. He has putting studios in Great Britain and on Sea Island here in Georgia. Dude, if I had the money, I'd be going down to Sea Island and working with Phil Kenyon, too. I bet it doesn't come cheap. And look, if the USA is going to win on European soil for the first time in 30 years, Scheffler's going to have to kick butt. He's going to have to take down John Rahm. As a matter of fact, he destroyed Rahm in 21 in the Ryder Cup, 4-3 and three in the Sunday singles. And that is a butt kicking. So hopefully Scheffler are going to get those putting problems straightened out with that new putting coach coverage of the 44th Ryder Cup in Italy is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore Cliggy's Golf Carts and TopDressing.com let's get to the final word time for the final word brought to you by Howard Brothers keeping Georgia green since 1955 alright took in a double dose of the NFL last night feel bad for Matt Stafford no protection at all he's gonna get killed and I still after seeing the Eagles last night I still need to know the reason why the Falcons organization does not draft the top Georgia Bulldogs players every year. Jalen Carter, the best player on the field last night. Did we pass on him in the draft this year? You darn right we passed on him. Before they put me in the grave, I want somebody from the Falcons organization to explain why 
They have never, ever taken a Georgia player in the first or second round. I'm sick and f***ing yeah, something like that. Something like that. We got Nick and Chris coming up next, and they got that business and sports segment presented by Southern Company. This impacting business uh, business in Atlanta, Nick and Chris have it. It's a business of sports presented by Southern Company, building the future of energy for all the customers and communities they are privileged to serve. Hey, man, thanks for hanging out today. Let's do it again tomorrow. See ya. Thank you, bud. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.